Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hello, come right in. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating, your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming to you live from Austin, Texas once again. And we had an incredible weekend. If you're a NASCAR fan, it was great. It was great. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I said that the best race of the year so far was the All-Star Race. Or better yet, the All-Star Open. It was incredible. Uh, my guest this week is awesome guy up from Minneapolis. I did a podcast with him recently on YouTube, which I'm sure everybody that listens to this already listened to because it was incredible. It was, you know, with my buddy Eric Eastep. Uh, his name is Rusty Walrus, so I'll be having him on here pretty soon, and we're going to talk more about the race. Uh, we're going to talk about the 600, the Hall of Fame, and we're also going to talk about awful, terrible TV show season finales just because of Game of Thrones, right? In honor of how bad Game of Thrones is. And I know some of these, some of this news might be a little dated because I record these on Thursday, whereas, you know, a lot of this news happened Saturday night, Sunday night. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking about it now. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know pretty much all of my opinions on everything. But now you can hear my wonderful, beautiful, soothing voice uh, just pretty much read to you my entire Twitter account. So here I am. Before I have Rusty on, though, I want to talk a little bit about the main event of the night. It was the fight of Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman, and it wasn't so much a fight, right? Uh, obviously, if everybody watched it, which I'm sure you did, Clint Boyer upset after the All-Star race... <laughs> ran up to Ryan Newman's car with Ryan Newman still in the car uh, just throwing haymakers through the window. Like, lots of them. Both hands. 
as many as he could get off before somebody pulled him back. Or, better yet, Ryan Newman got out of his car. And it's been pretty uh, controversial. You know, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, Clint Boyer's not a man because he didn't let Ryan Newman get out of the car first. He kept his helmet on, yada, yada, yada. I won't disagree with uh, a lot of these. But the fact of the matter is Clint Boyer was clearly angry, uh, clearly not thinking straight. He was frustrated enough, not thinking straight enough to (laughs) run up to another man's car while he's still in it and just start throwing punches. So I don't think he was like, let me stop and think about uh, how the NASCAR fan base, how the audience is going to perceive me after this fight. No, he was an angry guy that wanted to punch another guy because he felt wronged. So uh, I guess my take on this is I'll I'll give a few uh, here. Last episode I did uh, road trip pro tips. And um, I think that was a good segment. Also, one thing I forgot to mention last week, and that my wife reminded me uh, this week, was uh, another Road Trip Pro tip that I forgot was for a bathroom stop, along with hotels, as I already mentioned. If you if you didn't hear my whole spiel, go back and listen to last week's episode, because I go into a whole spiel about how you're supposed to go into a hotel when you're on a road trip and use the restroom. It's very very crucial information and if you don't already know then you need to know and trust me you don't know so go back and listen to that episode but one i forgot was colleges um shout out to the university of arkansas at fort smith i think that's what it was uh yeah it's if you they're not as often as hotels when you're on a road trip but if you see a college in a town doesn't matter how small it is uh, off right off the highway, stop there because their restrooms will be incredible and uh, find the art school, the art building, something like that. Nobody goes into that. Nobody goes into the art building, you know? And their restrooms are always immaculate because they have people coming to visit their school to look at the art. So they keep up their uh, bathrooms incredible. The only uh, downside to the college is parking, no matter how small the college is. For some reason, colleges just enjoy uh, making parking almost impossible for anyone there. I, I don't know why. It's just like funny to them, I guess. So that's the only downside. But if you're just running in to use the restroom, uh, there's a good chance that you could take the risk and park somewhere closer to the art building, even though you don't have a permit because they don't even make permits for spots in colleges. I'm pretty sure they just say that it's a permit parking only. Anyway, park there, run in, uh, and you won't want to leave. You'll want to take a nap in the restrooms there because they're incredible. So anyway, moving on from that, uh, here's some tips. I won't say pro tips because I'm definitely not a pro on this, but uh, some tips for fighting. And I have been in a lot of fights in my life. Uh, I've been told I kind of have a temper. I speak my mind a lot, clearly, which is why I'm so incredible at podcasting as you can all clearly already tell so anyway uh i've been in plenty of fights i haven't won all of them i've won a good amount of them some just kind of end you know no clear no real clear winner i've lost some so i've been punched in the face enough to know a thing or two and um i think this is what a lot of people uh, nowadays i say nowadays like i'm some grandpa but uh, a lot of people don't fully understand about like fighting, right? Is they're like, why did he do this? Why didn't he do this? Why you can't, you know, critique a guy that's pissed that wants to punch another guy in the face. You just it doesn't make sense to do that because he's not thinking clearly either. He's just angry and wants to punch somebody in the face. 
So that's one thing. I think uh, I think everybody should should get punched in the face. That's a hot take right there. I know, but I think every guy, at least um, you know, above a certain age, if you're in high school and older, you need to have been punched in the face. Every guy needs to get punched in the face. Uh, I, I don't know how to put that any other way. Just you need to get punched in the face. And um, if you are a person that has been able to live your life without ever having a conflict or have somebody potentially uh, want to punch you in the face, then good for you. I guess uh, you are essentially next to Jesus Christ in uh, perfection because I'm pretty sure every single person on this earth at some point in their life has come across a confrontation where there was this line where they could cross and say, if I cross this line, I might get punched in the face. Or they back up from the line and say, you know what, I'll be the bigger man. You know what, stop being the bigger man. You're not the bigger man. Nobody's the bigger man. Just stop pretending. Stop pretending like you weren't just too scared. And I understand it's a scary thing to get punched in the face. Uh, uh, and definitely your first time. Definitely your first time getting punched in the face. It's scary. You don't know what's going to happen. And you know what? It always stays a little scary. You never want to fully get punched in the face. I'm sure like boxers and stuff like that, they don't mind. Uh, even at my age now, I try to avoid fights now because I'm a little bit older. But I'm also not going to run from one if it comes to me. And even still, I don't want to get punched in the face. But... It's like that awesome line. I think it was in Fight Club. I can't remember it verbatim. But he says something like, the first time you get punched in the face, you realize you're not made out of glass. And that's the best way to explain getting punched in the face the first time. You get punched, and you go, huh, wow, okay, I can take that. You know, and it's this weird feeling where you're like, I should probably punch the guy back. And that's kind of my first tip if uh, you've never been in a fight and you get into a fight and somebody punches you in the face, you're going to be a little uh, shocked. Not like it it hurt necessarily. Um, It'll hurt later. But you're just going to be more like shocked. Like, did I just actually get punched in the face? I promise that's going to happen. It happens to every single person. What you need to do is fight your urge to be shocked and to kind of stand there like, what? Because the guy's about to punch you again every single time. Um... The second you get punched, you're going to have to start to react, and you're going to have to fight back. The The tips I would give to fighting back, if you have no experience in fighting, as most I'm sure don't, um, if you're in a street fight or something like that, honestly, just do whatever you got to do. Try to punch the guy in the face. Nobody's going to care. Even if you lose the fight, everybody walks away saying, he was fighting back, you know? He got punched a lot in the face, but he was throwing them back at him, and everybody will respect you. So, um... I would recommend, you know, don't play defense either. A lot of people do that uh, in their first fight. All they do is play defense. They'll put their guard up. They'll cover their head. They'll they they try to avoid getting punched in the face. Don't avoid getting punched. Get punched in the face. Everybody go get punched in the face. Um, don't worry so much about defense. Uh, know that he's probably right-handed and he's probably going to be trying to throw haymakers with his right hand and anticipate that with your left. Um, kind of like hockey players, you know, when they grab the, uh, the jersey from the opposite shoulder so they can't, they can't throw the punch, you know. You don't have to actually grab the guy's shirt, but I'm just saying anticipate. He's going to be throwing uh, haymakers with that hand. Now, if you're facing an experienced fighter, that sucks. Just get your ass kicked and, uh, you know, take your licks. Um, so 
that's pretty much just my my tips. You know, I, I don't know what else to say. Just if you if you're an adult man now, I understand not wanting to get into a fight because you know you're an adult. You don't need to get into a fight anymore. And also, not to mention when you're like in your very late twenties, you know, thirties, stuff like that, it can it it can start to become dangerous because men do develop and get much stronger, stuff like that. I know a lot of high school kids are really jacked and stuff, but I've been punched by enough high school kids in the face to know, and this is when I was in high school, I don't like walk around as an adult now, picking fights with high school kids, but I, I've been punched enough in high school to know that they're not going to kill you with their punches. Don't worry about it. But if you're an adult and you don't want to get into a fight, you're saying, look, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I don't need to get into a fight. I got a family now. That's stupid. Um, I understand that. Uh, what I would recommend then is go to like a boxing gym. Um, get, go get punched in the face. That's the best thing I can tell you. Just go get punched in the face. I don't know what else to say. Go get punched in the face. And stop uh, trying to be the bigger man. I'm not saying go pick fights. But somebody's going to confront you. Somebody's going to piss you off. Somebody's going to push you around. Somebody's going to want to fight you. Just don't back down next time. Just don't back down. How about that? Um... Yeah, there you go. That's my uh, not pro fighting tips. Pretty great, pretty great. I know, and I can't wait for all the uh, all the DMs and stuff of black eyes of my my listeners saying like, I listened to you, I went and got punched in the face, and then I got my ass kicked. And you know what my response is going to be? Awesome. Now don't get your ass kicked next time. Now you got some experience. So anyway, all you NASCAR fans that have never been punched in the face that want to critique the Clint Boyer, Ryan Newman thing, that's totally fine. I just recommend you also go get punched in the face and just, you know, just experience it. Live a, live your life a little bit. Experience getting punched in the face. So now that I've uh, encouraged all of my listeners to go get punched in the face, let's have uh, our guest on, Rusty Walrus. But first, I got to give a shout out to TixBlitz. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. And if you listen to my podcast enough, I have been talking about them for a while. And that's not only because they sponsor the show, but also because it's actually a good product. It's a good product. Uh, there was a list of products that I could choose from that Belly Up Sports kind of has partnerships with or sponsors with, whatever. Um, I chose to always talk about this one because I've used their product and I like it. It's a it's a ticket website that you go to and there's no service fees. So uh, what, what you see on the website for the cost is what you're gonna end up paying and they have NASCAR races unlike some other ones. And also, if you type in the code BELLYUP, that's B-E-L-L-Y-U-P, all caps, no space, you're, you're going to get a discount on that as well. That is, what is that, 5%? Yeah, it's 5%. 5%. 5% discount on top of no service fees. So it's definitely the best deal you're going to get. And if you use them, hit me up, and maybe I'll even send you a shirt or something. Because uh, we, Belly Up Sports has a new shirt provider. Really, really awesome. Uh, they're helping out with some designs. So it's not just me anymore, even though my designs are still the best. But, uh, yeah, use the products, and let's, uh, let's get Rusty on here. All right, I'm excited to welcome my next guest, uh, a person who I did a podcast with last week, maybe the the happiest person I've ever met virtually, and the person with probably the coolest NASCAR-related online name, Rusty Walrus. Uh, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, I got to know you a little bit on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I'm looking forward to kind of continue that conversation tonight on the Chairgating Podcast. Yeah, yeah, in between, you know, four other people uh, talking. So, yeah, that, w- that was a really fun time, though. Hopefully I'll go back on that eventually. I know you, you're on that quite a bit. And uh, I, did, you hit the 1,000 mark for your YouTube subscribers, right? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Yeah, yeah, you guys gave me a huge push uh, leaving the show last week. Everybody was like, go sub to Rusty, yeah. sub to Rusty, get him to 1,000. I got like 100 subs overnight. It was just the wildest <laughs> thing. It, I, it blew, my, blew me away, so that was, that was fun. It was funny, yeah. It was just like during, because I don't think, uh, I think that was at the very end, so I think people watching that didn't see that either, because we were talking about it, and then we were like, all right, show's over, but then we stayed on for like 10 more minutes talking about trying to get you to the yeah, thousand yeah. mark and <laughs> it was really fun that's why i tweeted that and stuff and uh it yeah means that, a lot yeah that it was a good time i'm glad that you hit it yeah yeah and i previously didn't follow you i had i followed you on insta for a while i will okay. say to to not sound creepy but <laughs> i've been following you on insta for a little bit but i'm glad i follow you on youtube now because i've been watching your videos actually like the one you just um you said about uh your story with growing up watching tony stewart in the hall of fame yeah, yeah. Um, just like, like I was saying, uh, Bobby Labonte's, well, just paint schemes in general with NASCAR are kind of what got me interested and excited in NASCAR. Like when you play the NASCAR video games, like for me, it was NASCAR 98. Oh, nice. And just, I would I would pick guys with the coolest paint schemes and like Bobby Labonte is one of them. Uh, Jeff Burton was one of them. Uh, but I just, yeah, that's how I got into schemes, it. paint schemes, by the way. What's that? Those were great paint schemes, by the way. I know oh. exactly what you're talking about they're like top five all time yeah. so that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's how i got into it um and then just tony stewart was the guy i kind of naturally gravitated as i uh watched more of the sport and tony became my guy so it's uh, crazy to see both those two guys that got me into the sport uh, inducted at the same time with the hall of fame okay so i guess we can just talk a little bit about hall of fame because when i think maybe eric was on the show when they announced the nominees mm-hmm. and i said then i was like i know it's a big deal and I know people care about it a lot, and that's great. I just, for whatever reason, don't care like, at all about Hall of Fame stuff. But I'm not trying to, you know, dog on anybody that does care. So I like to try to talk about it on here because I know NASCAR fans traditionally care a lot about it. Yes. Um, so your take, because it seems like the the biggest the biggest discussion about this was Tony Stewart getting in. Because I woke up on Twitter immediately this morning i saw like back-to-back tweets one was what did he get 80 percent uh vote yeah yeah like 80 something yeah 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 so um yeah so i think it was yeah it was a little more than maybe it was 86 yeah somewhere around there 
88? I think... It, okay, so anyway, somebody tweeted, uh, I, all I want to know is who are the, like, 12% of people or whatever that didn't vote for him, and why do they have a vote? And then immediately yeah. after, somebody's saying, uh, why does this guy get in on his first year of eligibility? There's yeah. when well, there's all these great drivers that should be in that haven't yet. So it was, like, super polarizing. Uh, yeah, um, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Major League Baseball. Like, like people don't – like, it, it shocked me. I mean, there's a couple guys that have come up for, like, election that don't get the unanimous vote, like Ken Griffey Jr. And some of the writers are like, well, he's going to get in anyway, so let's vote for somebody that uh, that's on their last uh, opportunity again. So maybe that's what the writers are doing this year with Tony Stewart. And I was laughing, like, what you're saying. Like, who's the 12% that doesn't vote Tony in? Like, he's, he's, he's what a Hall of Famer is and kind of should be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, uh, my whole take on it is like, <laughs> it just comes back to this, like, I don't care. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if people ask me, what's your take on the Tony Stewart thing? I'm like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's what it comes down to. That's my opinion. Now, if somebody else has a better argument that it's like, well, you know, he could have waited till next year and it would have got this person in who wasn't going to be eligible again, blah, blah, blah. Then maybe I would be like, okay, I could see your point, but... Uh, from an outside perspective, somebody that doesn't keep up with Hall of Famers at all, uh, yeah, it, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what else to say. Well, I, I kind of know what you're getting at. Uh, the problem, I think, with the NASCAR Hall of Fame is they're letting so many guys in at once each year. Mm. And I just – my big con- concern and question for them, because uh, it's inevitably going to happen, like where do you kind of draw the line? Like if you keep letting five guys in like year after year after year, um, it kind of it ruins the meaning of the Hall of Fame. Um, so right now, uh, like Tony's only three years out of the sport and he's already in. Um, but I feel like there needs to be a different, like they need to, to kind of set up some qualification term or some voting percentage. I, I don't know what it is, um, but it just doesn't have the, the prestige it kind of needs. I Because I, they have gotten in all the legends, but when they're out of legends, I kind of laugh like it's going to turn into the WWE where they're... <laughs> putting characters and celebrities in and i, I think that kind of hurts the credibility of <laughs> that would be thing. hilarious though they're like um uh the best grand marshal <laughs> well yeah I, I make the joke like they're gonna put the martinsville hot dog in they're gonna put the orange Hell cone yeah. in like yeah, just, i just the gopher that was running on the backs or digger like i just it's that's the that's the stuff i worry about because nascar fans care about uh, care about the history of the sport and i don't want it to kind of lose that uh, prestige. You know what? They're trying to get the millennial crowd so hard that maybe they should consider doing that and just making <laughs> the, the Hall of Fame just one big meme where they, <laughs> you can just meme the whole thing. That It's actually pretty genius. Maybe maybe they will have the celebrity wing or the meme wing or something down the road. That's, a, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, man, I know it's great for the guys that are in it and it's cool to be able to say, like, you're a Hall of Famer in anything. So, you know, respect for everybody that gets in i i just do not seem to care as much as other people it's like big news for other people uh so i don't know i i know nascar fans like to um make anything news and then complain about <laughs> anything so maybe there's a little bit of that also uh, i but yeah i don't know at the at the end of the day it, it gets people talking gets people like digging into the history of the sport so i think that's a good thing um but so with, there's positive and negatives with it right Right. And uh, so I, I know that you were in Kansas the same time I was, by the way. So that would be cool. If, I know. It's a bummer that we uh, met right after Kansas. <laughs> uh, are, are you planning on going to any other races soon? Uh, the, the 
current plan for right now is to only do the Bristol Night Race with the whole uh, YouTube community. Right. Like the, yeah, Eric was telling me about that. Yes. Yeah, so it sounds like there's at least 12 of us uh, heading out there. Probably wow. more. That's just, I think, staying in a house together. So it's gonna Holy be this, hell, man. So, yeah, so it's going to be like a YouTuber house. I thought it was going to uh, be like four or five of y'all tops. Oh, no, 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 no. We already, we've already got um, – the seats are already next to each other. Like, they're all in the same row. And um, plus there's other people that are going to the event that live kind of in the area, in the Tennessee area. Um, so I think there's going to be like 25 to 35 people like that just are from the community at that race. It's gonna well, be now awesome. I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, you got to go. Well, now <laughs> I feel like now I did. Before I was like, that's cool. Like, you'll have fun in, you know, your group. But now that you're saying there's like 25, now I'm like, well, come on, man. I got a podcast. <laughs> you got to go, man. It's, uh, <laughs> Damn. It's incredible. Um, just, I mean, I met a couple of people at Kansas and just to kind of uh, put a face to the name and just to talk to people. And just talk NASCAR with other people. It's it's so much fun, man. I, it is fun, um, and and it's definitely fun when you're in person with somebody. Because you know, as you know, we have to do this mostly. Other than Eric, who lives like down the street from me, most of the time we have to do this over Skype, like we're doing right now. Yep. So it's fun to finally like get face to face with people and talk NASCAR that are just as interested in it as you to a to a delusional point where maybe you're too <laughs> interested. Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, man. Because if Eric is driving up from Austin, I'm I'm heading out from Minnesota. So it's like a 16 hour drive. If we can make it, you you gotta make it, man. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I need to talk to Eric more about this. If he's driving, if he's making the drive, he might want to split gas money. I'm gonna <laughs> have to look into this. It might um, be once in a lifetime. It, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know it was such a big thing, now I'm a little upset. Eric didn't invite me. Did he it's, just assume this was like an open invitation or? Is he I, like, oh, I hate Chairgate and I only do no, it to get more subscribers? It, it kind of started, uh, It's it's been kind of, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just kind of been naturally, um, I kind of behind the scenes, I think it kind of originated from the uh, podcast guys and the core uh, the core racing league for NASCAR E3. Right. It yeah. kind of evolved out of those groups and we're like, hey, we should like go to a race. And it kind of evolved into, let's all go to the Bristol Night Race. And it, that's kind of where it's been. So it hasn't... Uh, they haven't really announced it. They just kind of, uh, I just casually on Twitter say, hey, I'm headed to the Bristol Night Race, but there hasn't been like a big, like, I don't know how to explain it. I think they might be working on something, but it's it's literally, uh, if anybody wants to go, like, we're all going to, like, meet up. I don't know if it's going to be on Saturday or Friday, but we're all going to, as a group, hang out and talk to all the, uh, just everybody that's there. Like, I assume, well, the Bristol Night Race, wait, is that a Saturday race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, so we're shit. doing yeah trucks Thursday. So uh, you're gonna have to take off work Friday at least. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah. We're Oof. leaving like Wednesday night. That's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. You might yeah, it would have to be like Thursday and Friday. Uh, yeah. Well, because how far is it from? You're in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, it's like 16 hours. Mm. Yeah, so I can only imagine how far it is from Austin. It's, yeah, it's gotta be 16, 18. I don't know. Yeah, at least I was actually just up in Minneapolis a few weeks ago. Okay, do, doing what? Lovely city. Night. It was a nice, like, brisk, like, 60 or, like, 58 degrees in the spring. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Minnesota springtime, I guess. Uh, my little brother lives there. I was visiting him. We went to a Twins game. Oh, nice. Oh, man. By the way, I just want to mention this. Uh, I lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for a good portion of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that area pretty well. I know the Midwest. I got friends that live there. But I had no idea that Minneapolis had such a good pizza scene. 
Oh yeah, the last couple of years it's really blown up. Oh my! It's Every fantastic. pizza place we went to was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was blown away. Y'all had that awesome brewery, that like two story brewery, that huge complex over by the really? University of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's, my god, uh, their pizza uh, was probably better than their beer, and their beer was good. But <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Uh, I just, I can't live in such a cold place. But good for you for being able to do that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're always happy. That's why you're like the perfect Minnesota person. Uh, okay, moving on. <clears throat> the six hundred or the All Star race. Let's let's talk the All Star race because I haven't discussed that yet. Um, what what's your take on the race? Well, I, I think um, across the board, it's it's kind of hard for me to uh, imagine somebody that wasn't entertained by that race, yes. um, especially a couple years ago. Everybody said worst race of all time. Pull it off the schedule. Bring it to a different racetrack. Right. So it's kind of crazy to think how far we've come in a couple years to say that not only was that like probably one of the best all-star race of all time, but for me, it was it could have been the race of the year. And it's got to be in the conversation of one of the best. If you if you put the Open and the, the all-star event together, it, it's got to be in the conversation of like top five night race of all time. It has to be just on an entertainment stand, uh, standpoint, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's another thing. It kind of goes into a bigger picture is um... – you know, a lot of people have, you know, some influencers have just kind of given up on NASCAR this year. Yep. You know, I won't name names, but there's some people that were like, you know what, I'm fed up with this. I hate the aero package. And I think that was more of like a tipping point. It, 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 it They were going to give up uh, soon anyway after last year and stuff like that. But it's yep. funny that they're giving up this year because overall, when you look at these races, I'm like, this year's like one of the best years we've had in a long time because <laughs> this race was incredible. But we've had other great races, too. Yeah, that's what's so funny. Like, uh, we're going into Kansas not really knowing what to expect with the the package. And after Kansas, they're like, this was like the stars aligning. This is... This is the one race, the only time it could happen all year, and we the package finally worked. And then they go to the All Star race the following week, and it works again. Yeah, and and it's insane that like to think it's like this experiment is actually uh, kind of uh, like kind of doing a 180 of expectations almost like it's working Uh, because the first couple mile and a half races of the year it didn't really uh, work or didn't really show uh, what it's showing now. So it's cool to see how far it's come in like three four months. Yeah, and I was defending the races earlier. I was saying, like, I was being optimistic because I was like, well, it's better than I expected. You know, it's better yep. than what people were saying it was going to be. It was going to, you know, be so detrimental. I was like, it's not that bad. It's, you know, no worse than we've seen last year. But then from there, it's just progressed. Like, we've had Talladega in Kansas, now this race. And it's like, they're just incredible races. Not to mention the uh, the Open alone. When when have you watched an Open and been like, this might be the best racing I've seen like, in a while? <laughs> yeah, this is like really quality racing. They were, you know, just running into each other, but oh, everybody was cool it, with it. They were like, yeah, that's what they should be doing. It's just Robin's racing. It's like I know. It, literally, they the, it was like that quote in a in a race. It was incredible. I, it was so weird because like Hemrick was kind of checked out and you're just kind of like uh, just kind of along for the ride. And as soon as they threw that yellow late and, and Bubba's up front on that restart and then that 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 happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was it. Of- it. Yeah, it was the that caution restart overtime in stage yep. one because uh, I, I I was excited. You know, I was watching the race, but Hemrick was kind of keeping that. How, how, what was the lead on that? I like, can't even. I remember. think it was over a second. 
I think it was 1.8 seconds or something like that. Yeah. So like a yep. solid lead, and he was maintaining it off yep. uh, Kyle Larson. And so yep. I was excited. I was like, you know, I'm an RCR guy, and he's a rookie, and you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, sweet, he's gonna be in the All Star race. He probably won't do anything, but good for him to get a stage win. And then I they agree. throw out that caution, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know about this. <laughs> and and I was just concerned about Kyle Larson. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? I was just like, oh, I think Kyle Larson might beat him off that restart in an yep. overtime. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. <laughs> I had no idea what was to come like my wife was sleeping and she woke up just after it and i was like baby you just missed the best racing i might have ever seen like it I'm was getting, incredible i'm getting chills right now and goosebumps thinking about how yeah. just wild and unpredictable <laughs> that was like because you don't expect bubba to be kind of upfront uh battling for any type of checker flag nowadays um but he, he he went for it man and he he just missed it by an inch of william byron kind of getting the last minute run on the bottom there yep yeah, which uh, I think a- after that, too, everybody was like, well, exciting, good for Byron to get it. You know, it was a really exciting finish, but, like, I hope Bubba gets another one of these stages. And uh, I wasn't sure because, you know, he didn't pit, and I was like, I think it's done. I think he was going for that yeah. stage one, and I don't, I don't think yeah. he's going to make a comeback. Like, that was the one he was going for. I had yep. no idea. How... Yeah, the very next stage, the very next stage. <laughs> yeah. That's a possible way, like, guys, like, they get, like, that, that one opportunity to win a race, and you don't know if it's going to be the next week or, or years down the road where they have a right. chance to win. And mm-hmm. it's the very next stage, and he has the same exact scenario playing out. Yeah, because usually, you know, like, there's, there's, he was setting up to win stage one. That was his plan. Because mm-hmm. he was, I can't remember what position he was in, but everybody went to pit yep. um, during that caution restart because I guess they were like, well, we'll just set up for stage two because it looks like Hemrick and Larson are going to be battling this one out. And Bubba doesn't. I mean, he had to have been in like 10th or something. I just remember yeah. seeing everybody else pit and then Bubba coming up. And I went, uh-oh, Bubba's in third. <laughs> Where? What had just happened? Yeah. So uh, I thought for sure he wasn't going to be able to make it. But the way he held off, you know, you know, people will say it's dirty. That's fine. I'm not going to argue it wasn't dirty. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just fine. I think. What did Daniel Suarez say too? Didn't he? Um, he he said he's gonna race people how they race him. If anything, a little bit harder. So I he, I think he alluded to next time they're around each other, he's not gonna uh, be cutting him any slack. But that's the thing. I don't think anybody should be. Like I think all the fans loved it that these drivers were going at it, and the second they saw that finish line, they didn't care who was in their way or what it was gonna take. Yep, they were going to yep. run you into the grass if they had to to get that checkered flag. Yeah, 
and it wasn't really like a really aggressive side body slam. Um, it was just kind of he was kind of he was just kind of closing the door a little bit oh, on the yeah. grass. Yeah, he went down for a low block and gave him absolutely no room to run. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like he just took him out. Yeah. He, he was just like, you're not going to get past me. Like yep, even yep. if I destroy my car, <laughs> yep. you're, you're not getting past me this time. And I think it was oh. also partly because of stage one what happened to him. Yes, I agree. Uh, and it, you you can't let that re- repeat back to back stages. And uh, yeah. it's, that was incredible. I loved every second of it. Like, yeah, it's, I know. That, and I know Eric uh, on Twitter. He was saying like, you know, the uh, the Bubba move was dirty. Yep. Whereas um, Byron wasn't because Bubba gave him no room. And I was like, I mean, they were both a little dirty. Like, Byron came. I don't know if Byron got loose or not. Like, I don't know the full story there. But he came mm-hmm. up onto him when Bubba was in the lead, you know, after turn four, right at the finish line. So I was like, I think they were both a little dirty. And I don't mind either one of them. Yeah, just kind of um, some fans like a little bit of contact, some fans don't. Um... Like you just want to, I guess, give the, your competitor maybe a more fair shot to race to the line. But for me, right. it's an all-star race. It's an exhibition event, and it's it, it meant something. They were racing for something. It wasn't just a, a stage during the regular season. It was a, it was for a win to advance to the all-star race. So and especially Bubba with everything that's been going on with him and his team. Oh yeah, I feel like oh, he yeah. was really racing for something. He was like, I got to prove to everybody that we oh, can yeah. get it done. And then didn't he finish fifth in the race? Oh yeah, yeah. He was yeah. He was top five in that last stage. I think he was uh, fifth. Yeah, I think he finished fifth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I hope everybody wants to see him do well. I have not seen one person have a negative thing to say about Bubba. Nobody wants to see him fail. Nobody wants to see, you know, Richard Petty Motorsports close shop. Yep. So I think everybody, the whole NASCAR community right now, is on board. It was kind of like when Chase got his first win. Oh, it's awesome! Man. You know, the whole NASCAR community was like, "Now, now you'll find uh, you know some Chase Elliott haters because he's been getting some wins." But I remember that first one he got last year, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, "Standing ovation!" This is, this is the greatest moment of yeah, the season. Yeah, good by for far. this kid. We need he needed yep. a win. Uh, so that that was cool. I mean, the open was incredible. The race itself was incredible. Um, Chevy looking really stout still. Oh. Chevy's back, man. It's yeah, insane. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm a Chevy guy. So I'm like, yes, finally. Uh, and I, I mentioned this also. It's funny. You know, Chevy has been having to rely. Uh, and they Chevy is very talented drivers, but they're having to rely pretty much this season solely on Kurt Busch and Chase Elliott. Yes, uh, as far as the racing goes. Qualifying, uh, Dylan's been doing pretty good with qualifying. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson does good qualifying. Yeah. Um, Alex Bowman will you know get get up there. But yeah, right. as far as racing, it's like they're having to completely rely on Kurt Busch and Chase Elliott this year, which yep. it makes sense. They're both incredible drivers. Uh, they're yep. on a good team. But if you, if you looked at uh, the All-Star race, Kyle Larson wins. Uh, Bubba Wallace, I don't have it up in front of me, so I'm going off memory. Bubba Wallace, yep. number, uh, he finishes fifth. Austin yep. Dillon, seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so some of these other Chevy drivers that haven't been doing as well or not getting wins, stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Even when Kurt and Chase don't have a good night, they got these other Chevy. That just proves to me that Chevy is fully back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, um, like you were saying, it used to be just Chase Elliott in the top 10. Uh, and like Jimmy Johnson would be running 25th with Bowman and Byron, but now they're all running up there now. It's and like you said with Kyle Larson picking up the million bucks and winning after about two years of uh, slump right? and bad luck. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, and you know I think a lot of NASCAR fans too want to see Kyle Larson do well again because it was 
Kyle Larson kind of was the Chase Elliott, <laughs> you know, like a few years ago. That young guy that was coming up, yeah, looked really promising. Fell off though, so yeah. um, it's it, it was good to see, and it was interesting to see uh, all four Hendrick drivers in the race when they only had two mm-hmm. automatically in. That's right. Yep. Yeah, because uh, you know Byron got the uh, stage one win, and then Bowman got the fan vote out of nowhere, yep. left field. Yeah, to, to back up the uh, his consecutive second-place finishes. That was good to see the support for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, overall, amazing race. I'm just excited to see what's going to happen here on out. I mm-hmm. guess let's move into the Coca-Cola 600 uh, thoughts. I, I say this every week. I, I can't wait <laughs> to see what happens. Because just when you think you have it figured out, it's gonna it could go the completely opposite direction. And uh, uh, I know I know the dialogue. We might get into this in a second. The dialogue is 600 miles or too long. Yeah. What if, What if this is like what we saw at Kansas, or what if there's some cautions and, and there's four stages I think uh, this weekend. So it's like don't don't try to predict what you're going to see. Just go into the weekend, enjoy it. Uh, it's it's going to be a good one no matter what happens because it's race day and it's it's fun. Are there to see four these stages? Guys put on the show. See, I feel like as a podcast host for NASCAR, I'm the worst prepared host. I just go off uh, my opinions and what I read online. Um, are there four stages though? I, I, I think I heard them say that during practice day. I didn't see what the see what that would, That's actually a pretty cool idea. I don't mind that at all for a six hundred. Because mm-hmm. we had a on the Belly Up Racing Twitter account, we had a poll asking people's opinions on stages. And granted, it's Twitter, and it's a podcast slash blog audience. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the the the. Answer that one was that they liked the stages. Yes. Yep. So I, I think that's a young person thing. You know, yep. I think that goes back to the old old guy mentality. Uh, the old guy yelling at the cloud. Just <laughs> he hates stages no matter what. I can make a really compelling argument for why I, I like stages and why I think they're good for the race. Yep. But uh, just old school guys will be like, nope, I want to see Kyle Busch win by 120 laps. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they just want kind of the natural, organic, non-manufactured, uh, non-altered uh, yeah, deal. They want to see it go green if possible. Yeah, and that's my thing. It's like, okay, let's do that, but um, do we really need 500, 600 miles if we're not going to have stages? If we're going completely open like that, you can watch like a sprint race, you know? You don't need yep. that many laps because they're going to get their asses whooped. Uh, but yeah, I- I'm excited for the 600 just based off what we've seen so far. NASCAR's on a winning streak. They're on a roll. I hope that they don't uh, fail here because they've been doing so well. And, yeah, to bring back the discussion, the biggest topic I've seen people talking about was just is 600 uh, too too long. And uh, who was it? Denny Hamlin said yep. that he would rather win a 300, some stupid shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly you already know my take on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what's your take on? I know you kind of referenced it earlier, but what's your take on six hundred versus a three hundred or a four hundred or five hundred? I, I think there's a handful of events that should stay the way they are to kind of respect the history, and it is kind of those crown jewels with the six hundred, uh, Southern five hundred, the Daytona five hundred. I, I think there's a handful of races that should stay, and you listen to the drivers that um, like past and present talk about the six hundred. They're like, no, this has so much meaning to be the six hundred, and it's not. Well, we might get this in a second, but I think the rest of the schedule could shorten up a little bit. Whether it's a 300 mile, 350, I think I think we can shorten the the, the rest of the races, but don't touch the, the the like the main event crown jewels. That's that's kind of my take. 
Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. Uh, personally, uh, from a very personal uh, stance, I, I, I wouldn't mind every race being longer, right? Because I just yep. like watching racing. So if you. you're going to ask me, like, hey, do you want to make this race shorter? More than likely, I'm going to say, no, can we actually make it a little bit longer? Because yep. three hours watching NASCAR isn't enough for me on a Sunday. I, I want four or five hours. I agree. I but, agree. Uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some races. If they wanted to look at shorting, making uh, races shorter like other sports are trying to do, there's yep. definitely some other races that they could look at uh, to turn into 400s. And I probably wouldn't have a problem with it, them just trying that out. Yep. But I agree. The you know, the Coke 600 in, in Charlotte, don't touch it. And I love that it's right after the All-Star race. Like, just don't mess with it. And he, and Denny was like, well, I have friends that come to the All-Star race because they know it's shorter uh, versus <laughs> the 600. They don't want to, want to sit and watch five hundred five hours of racing. I'm like, well, then your friends don't like racing. Like, that's well, just the bottom line. Like, I don't know who your friends are, but... That's the first thing I thought was he doesn't have friends that are into racing because like, when you see him kind of with his golf buddies, his basketball buddies, I, maybe they're just not uh, race fans. I think that's kind of part of it. Right. Yeah, because I don't know a single race fan that would be like, nah, I don't want to have to watch a 600. But also, I mean, the whole All-Star event, it's got to be just about as long. You know, if you're including the time in between the races and everything else, like, oh, that's yeah. still a long event. <laughs> so that's oh, not yeah, like yeah. a... A short little event there it's not like a 400 but yeah once again denny hamlin just reminds me of why he annoys me sometimes <laughs> this whole season he's been doing pretty good and i'm like why did i ever hate denny hamlin i can't remember and then he opens his mouth and i'm like oh that's right he says stupid shit well you got to give him credit for actually speaking his mind a little bit even yeah. kyle bush even though when kyle bush makes it cringe a little bit i you got to give the drivers credit for actually speaking up and kind of being honest uh in their yeah answers. yeah i don't want to make it sound like i don't want them to speak up because i do love when they all uh have something to say but yep, yep. i'm definitely going to disagree with some of the things they say yeah uh, same the kyle bush stuff when he when he speaks out for some reason even when i disagree with him i just kind of laugh because I'm like, that's great. Like, I love that Kyle Busch says this kind of shit. He, yep. He's playing himself at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I okay, so we're on the same board here. Uh, the 600, don't touch it. It's a great race. Everybody leave yep. it alone. Yep. And um, NASCAR's just been killing it. Oh, yeah, man. It's They're on fire. Um, kind of the thing I've been doing personally for uh, people that don't know much about me Um I kind of my little YouTube channel going, and then I could I had the I could feel the NASCAR fan base kind of turning on the sport, like you were saying earlier, kind of in the beginning of last year. Yeah, and it start you could feel it start to get a little bit, the it started to change a little bit. Specifically, the 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 moment I'll forever remember is the point that might change NASCAR forever, is Chicagoland. Like mm, that, yeah. the finish of that race was so insane, and then after that race, we had so many great finishes. We had the drama in the playoffs. And it, it just keeps carrying this momentum. It carried it into this year with the 500. Uh, and then we had uh, Talladega, Kansas. Uh, uh, Bristol is fantastic. And then we just had the All-Star Race. And it just it feels like this past year specifically has been so good uh, for the sport. And I, I, I think it's only going to go in a, in a continued on in, a, in, in this great direction. Yeah, and, I, and I've discussed this um, many times previously. But I think the, the new, I'll just say new management, right, because there's a few new faces but yep. um, the people in charge of NASCAR now, I just think are doing such a better job. They're taking it so yes. much more seriously. They're understanding that they need to just focus on the NASCAR fan base. They need to yep. not care about anybody else. 
and uh, you make you focus on the NASCAR fan base. You please them. They'll keep your sport alive. And then when the racing's good enough, others will just naturally come to it. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. and yeah, I just... think and I think even uh, you know just based off them not uh, dishing out penalties this year to Kyle Busch for what he said about the package, and then of course to uh, Clint Boyer for yeah. punching Ryan Newman through the car. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. There was no penalty for that. That's fantastic. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I love yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. I know Dale Jr. talked about it in his podcast, and, you know, they were pretty much saying the same thing, like... If you do want to get that focus on that old school fan base, you can't penalize these guys when they punch each other in the face. Well, even a, a couple of years ago, I think it was uh, I think it was Charlotte when um, Kreslowski, Kenseth, and then Tony reversed the car into him. Yeah, they, they penalized all those guys, and it's like, come on, come on. Yeah, they used to throw out penalties just like it was free. It like th- like thousands of dollars in points. It's yep. like, come on, they just dish them out. Yeah, but NASCAR is definitely going in the right direction. So I hope this 600 is really good and nobody brings up this argument again that they should shorten the race. Yep. Because if it's a snooze fest, then they'll keep talking about it, which is I don't want them to do. Well, you never know. Like, it it could be like the All-Star race. Like, one year, like, let's get rid of it, let's shorten it. And then this year, what if all 600 miles are just the, the greatest 600 miles you've ever seen? And it's just like, <laughs> you never know. Like, Yeah, right when you, you think you just yeah. watched the best race of the year, the next one's even better. And you're like, I don't know what to compare these two anymore. It's just getting too good. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time to be a NASCAR fan, honestly. I agree. I agree. Uh, so I guess to wrap things up, we and you watched Game of Thrones, correct? Yes, I, uh, I, I've been watching every like episode live from season three until uh, this last one okay. aired. Um, I, I'll, I'll say uh, season one here. I've been watching okay. every episode live since season one. So I've definitely loved Game of Thrones. I've always been on board with Game of Thrones. You know, maybe not as crazy a diehard fan as some people, but I love, I love the show. And I don't even care spoiler leaks or whatever. If you haven't watched the show by now, just shut up. You know, like, you're not going to watch it. Don't go back and watch it. Everybody's already given it away. It was a terrible ending. It was uh, one of the worst season finales I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody can agree on that. There's been a lot of, you know, talk about what they could have done better. Like, you know, clearly they set up a lot of things that just fell flat that yep. made no sense. Like, why Bran was the king. That was stupid. He said he didn't <laughs> want to be king. Why was Jon Snow a Targaryen? Nothing, that didn't matter at all. Why did Arya have the ability to change her face if she didn't use it? Anyway, that's all been discussed. It, so I'm not going to get it, into that. Unless you have any hot takes on the season finale. No, well, um, I honestly, I didn't have too big of an issue with the season finale itself. To me, the whole final season was a mess because all yes. the storylines didn't pay off. The, right. Everything, it, every, like you said, everything fell flat. Nothing paid off in any form. Um, and it was just kind of unfortunate. But um, that's I, I'll leave it at that. I would say the first, I don't know, four, four or five seasons were really, really fantastic. And yeah. then the last couple kind of 
fell off a little bit. Yeah, I've heard a, a few people say essentially season one through three were like three of the best seasons of any TV show like ever. And yep. then it kind of started to slowly fall off a little bit. Still good. And then, you know, seven was questionable. Eight was a nightmare. Uh, and so I tend to agree with that assessment. That's a really good way to yeah. look at it. And, and I do want to say, in case people are listening, you never know who's listening, but uh, the actor, like the actors, actresses, the, everything, the production, the directing, I thought was top tier. Oh, yeah. Uh, the best. The, all the way through. Be. All yeah. the way through. Yeah, the cinematography. Wow. The acting, everything was incredible. It was just purely writing. It, it was purely yep, yep. writing. That's all it came down to. Yep. So if we have any of the writers from Game of Thrones listening, <laughs> you fucking suck. I don't care. Uh, I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Come on and defend yourself because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're terrible. Uh, you, they just gave up. So essentially, instead of spending a whole hour bashing Game of Thrones, I wanted to look at some other TV shows that had awful season finales. And so I went online uh, on social media, asked y'all, the audience, the listeners, for a couple recommendations and said that I would just shortly discuss those. So I felt like it would be a good discussion to have you part of, just in case. Mm -hmm. um, a few that I got was, uh, I don't know if you if you know I Want to Believe NASCAR. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. James, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had him on this show. Awesome, dude. Uh, we work together on a few things. We need to do more, actually. I forgot that. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he commented, Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. All <laughs> caps, Dexter. <laughs> Dexter, yeah, yeah. I agree. Dexter's the one. Yeah, I got a few Dexters. Um, so that one, obviously, was terrible, as everybody knows. This whole episode is going to be spoilers, by the way, if anybody doesn't know. But, yeah, it was just stupid. Didn't he go off and become a lumberjack? Yeah, band. yeah, he, he kind of sailed off into, into the hurricane. <laughs> yeah, faked his own death to become, like, yeah. a lumberjack. It, it yep. was just incredible. And, yep. uh, you know, Dexter was falling off kind of like Game of Thrones anyway. It had a longer decline than Game of Thrones. <clears throat> I think season four of Dexter was good. That was the one with the uh, that other serial killer that plays from the guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was really yeah, good that one. was a good one. But then after that, you were like, why are they still doing this show? So, yeah, obviously, yeah. Dexter. Got a lot of those. Uh, got a few Sopranos uh, from my buddy Mike Day on okay. Instagram. Uh, Sopranos is a good one. Also, I don't know if you've watched Sopranos. Don't, I won't give it away just yeah, in case. Yeah, don't spoil uh, that It's just... It's one of the best TV shows ever made, hands mm -hmm. down. Uh, and it just leaves you so disappointed. But the reason I, I like this one is if you go online and look up best season finales some people mm -hmm. try to argue that the sopranos was one of the best season finales so it's a okay. very weird it's only like film critics that argue that uh okay. your everyday viewer pretty much all of them will say the sopranos is terrible okay um, all right this just the season finale the rest of the show is maybe better than game of thrones throughout overall that's what i hear yeah yeah it's yeah maybe better i'm not saying definitely game of thrones was incredible but yes definitely sopranos is up there um Somebody else said, I don't know, I guess maybe the Big Brother season where Devin won and Paul got second twice. What is Big Brother? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Do you watch Big Brother? I, I've only casually seen it a handful of times. I just think it's, I kind of laugh at the show, just kind of the drama, the, like, the what plot is lines, it? The, the strategy. I don't watch it. Okay. I, I don't even know what it is, though. Is it, isn't it like people helping? I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. They all live in a house, and they like eliminate somebody from the house each week, and it, there's just backstabbing and alliances and uh, games okay. to... Uh, it's 
It's, it's addicting. I understand the appeal of it, but it's it's just ridiculousness. Okay, so it's like an MTV type show. Yeah, yeah, and the, I guess the cool thing is it like it's always live, so you can tune in on the website like when it's not on air, and you can actually oh, see them in the house. Okay. So it's like it's it's really I, I understand it. Uh, it's just not for me. See, if we go, uh, if I go with y'all to the Bristol Night Race, that's what I'm going to do uh, without y'all knowing. In the <laughs> house is set up hidden cameras that are live, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to have like a feed. <clears throat> Uh, somebody else racing for Life 18 said any show without a season finale. That's, you know, kind of goes completely against what I asked, but it's a fair mm-hmm. point. If the the show's canceled, that sucks. Uh, Ryan Glanzer, another Dexter. Uh, Lori uh, on Twitter this is a good one. Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? No, I didn't. Terrible ending. Terrible, terrible ending. I won't, I won't spoil that one for you either, but uh, bad. Mr. Ace on Twitter. <laughs> Said iCarly, and I can't, <laughs> I can't tell if that's a joke or serious. <laughs> but either way, I love the, I love that answer. Um, Jacob, who used to be a writer at Belly Up Sports, uh, great guy. He said The Last Ship. Never seen that, so okay, I can't really say. Zach Mack from Belly Up Sports said 2017 MLB season, and he's only saying that because he knows I'm a huge Astros fan, and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> so I hope he's listening to this. Uh, Ball and Mitt podcast. What? Yeah, the whole time I've, I've been waiting for somebody to say, like, uh, 2018 NASCAR champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised with all the NASCAR followers I had that, that never came up. Yeah. Um, I got a Bloodlines, never watched it. The Punisher, uh, I only watched, like, a couple seasons, but I, I heard that it was disappointing. So Okay. Those, those were all the responses, all the good responses I got, at least. Well, um, sounds like Dexter was the winner, then. Yeah, I think Dexter was the winner. It, it, it's incredible of how bad. It, another one that wasn't brought up that I think should be mentioned was uh, How I Met Your Mother. I don't yeah, know if I you saw watched that one. It. I saw Jarrett uh, the Iceberg mention that one a lot. Did he mention I'm not it on mine? He didn't. He didn't mention it on mine, right? Uh, he, I think he sent a tweet out asking if compared like Game of Thrones to How I Met oh, Your Mother. Okay. I was I, gonna say if I missed him mentioning, I'll feel bad. Um, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. <laughs> that one actually might be the worst uh, ending of all time. Not saying that's like an incredible show or mm-hmm. anything, but um, yeah, it was incredibly bad the way they ended it. <laughs> they just set up a whole a whole plot. They finished it, kind of like Game of Thrones, right? Where they, you know, you get the reveals, but instead they're like, "Nah, fuck that. Kill everybody off, and he'll <laughs> go back to being with the girl he wasn't supposed to be with, and she uh. gets a divorce." And like, ugh, it was terrible. Uh, so anyway, those are our season finale failures. I hope everybody enjoyed those. If anybody else has any other ones that they thought of that maybe I didn't mention or I couldn't think of, just DM me or something. Maybe I'll bring it up in another podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Rusty. No, thank you for having me. I always love talking NASCAR. I love talking to NASCAR fans I've met before. So yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and I am going to talk to eric about that bristol thing now because now i'm kind of pissed i'm gonna be like eric why did i have to get (laughs) an invite from rusty you come to my house all the time also how did you get the name rusty obviously i get it's rusty walrus but uh were you just like oh that's kind of funny play on words yeah i've been asked this a lot and i uh i i feel awful but not being able to tell the full (laughs) origin story of it oh Um, you can't say well i just don't remember it so it, it kind of goes back, like to two thousand and seven or eight, I want to say, on like like Facebook. Um, but like, I, I guess 
the thing I can like most relate to the audience with is like when you pick like a gamer tag on Xbox, right? Or uh, just anything online, just a, an anonymous username. Um, I did a, a spin on my name, like my real name is Russell, mm. um, and uh, so kind of a nickname for me is Rusty. And I, I I don't remember the connection how I spun the play on like Rusty Wallace into Rusty Walrus, but I think part of it is it's obviously the NASCAR um, tie-in, and I just kept that and stuck with that and I ended up making a YouTube channel and I had no idea anybody would watch it. I had no, no idea anybody would engage with me on Twitter and I it, it's just kind of stuck and I, I keep thinking about changing it uh, kind of to my real name, real identity, but uh, for now we're running with uh, kind of the gimmick. and uh, No, just... I love it. Don't change it. It's incredible. It's one of the best <laughs> things. If you ever go away from it, I'm stealing it immediately and pretending like I, I had no idea that that was ever your name. Yeah, yeah. So, no, definitely keep it. Uh, and if you ever want to uh, write any articles under the name Rusty Walrus, let me know. I'll publish okay. it on my blog for you. Okay. Because it's just such a great name. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, people have blogger names and stuff, and I'm very jealous of that one. It, it makes me laugh when I, I catch other YouTubers, um, like either on podcasts or on their own shows, when they when they try to say Rusty Wallace, they'll accidentally say my name instead of Rusty <laughs> Wallace. And it's kind of it's secretly enjoyable for me because I was never a Rusty Wallace fan. So when they, it's ah, like I feel okay. like they're slowly erasing Rusty Wallace oh, out of the so NASCAR is, history. This is all on purpose. That's and that's it, why you won't tell me the real story. You were like, I hate <laughs> Rusty Wallace. Yeah, yeah. It's just it just makes me laugh as a, uh, a, a somebody that's that wasn't a fan of Rusty. I just get a kick out of it. I'm very interested. I I, I don't know if you sell merch or not, but I want to make a T-shirt design for you. Okay. And Dude, I, your throwback designs are awesome. I see the one Eric wears on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I love I making love I love I used to work at a t shirt prints place in graphic design. I love making t shirts. It's like my hobby. Oh. I wanna make one for you that's a, a like a identical ripoff of a rusty Wallace shirt, but okay. put like your face on it and then okay. have maybe like a walrus somewhere and say like rusty walrus. That would be hilarious. Any, anything you want to do that kind of has like that throwback vibe, I'm all in. Yeah, I, that's my whole, I love in. the throwback stuff. That's all, all I ever go for. So yep. that's why I think I started becoming friends with I Want to Believe NASCAR because we just oh. started talking about throwback NASCAR gear. Oh, his, his every day is something new with the history of the sport and just the nostalgia he provides. I, I love that. Yeah, he, and he's, he's just got sick hats and shirts and stuff. He, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he rocks cool throwback stuff. Oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, way off topic now. Uh, thank you once again for coming on. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably have you back on. I usually have my guests back on eventually. So Yeah, whenever you want to do it, I'm, I'll be available. I'd love to be back. I know you say that now because I'm still recording. Uh, once I pause for all the audience, for all the listeners, he's going to be like, what the fuck? I'm never doing this again. <laughs> what was this shit? We talked about season finales. I thought I was coming on a NASCAR podcast. <laughs> all right. Anyway, thank you. Love getting a, a Midwest guest on here. Yeah, we'll have you back on soon. Fun, man. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, and I will see you all next week. Peace. It was straight shot. All it took was luck to not get caught. I laid three dimes down in the machine on 25 cents. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom. You got then that naked chicks on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.